There's power in the name of. There's healing in the name of. There's salvation in the name of. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Jesus. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Louis Intefold of the Anakazo Assembly's Cathedral of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Intefold is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Anakazo Assembly's Cathedral of Fakor Katwa. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God followed with miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Why you can become a shepherd? Why you can become a shepherd? Amen. Wow. Why you can become a shepherd? How many of you want to become a shepherd? Huh? Only three people? Wow. I want to be a shepherd. Huh? Should I teach you a song? This is the way I wanted to be. This is the way I wanted to be. This is the way I wanted to be. This is the way I want to be. be a shepherd. Hey, 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 
these days. Amen. Are you into shepherding? Now, Ephesians chapter 4, 11 and 12. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ well ladies and gentlemen this afternoon we your pastors we are going to tell you that We need you to help us to do the work. We cannot do the work on our own. And as a matter of fact, the Lord has not placed us as pastors, apostles, evangelists, prophets, and teachers to do the work. Now watch the scripture. 
It's one way you can look at this scripture is by following the comments that are there. What is the reason why God gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers? Verse 12. Reason number one, for the perfecting of the saints. Reason number two, for the work of the ministry. Reason number three, for the edifying of the body of Christ. It's true, but you see, those who wrote the Bible, when they were writing the Bible, there were no comments. The comments were put there by the Bible translators to try to help us. Do you get it? And sometimes where they put the punctuation marks and the things does not allow us to have the full meaning. And this scripture in particular, it affects it. Now, when you remove the comments, okay, then let's go back to verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. These are what we call the fivefold ministries. The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. And you can know them, okay, by looking at the five fingers that God has given to you. That thumb, this one, is the apostle. Because apostolic ministry affects all ministries. It is the apostle that does everything. So the thumb is the only finger that can touch all the other fingers. Only the thumb. Touches all. Then the forefinger, this one. Eh? This one. Look at it. This is what you normally use to point at things. Is that also? To point at things. When you want to point, it's, I don't, I don't think, I don't know. It doesn't work. But this. Now that is the prophet. Because the prophet does say, that said the Lord. That said a lot. That said a lot. You touch the bumps of that sister. Don't do it again. You're hey! wondering, ah, was he there? So that is a prophet. Then the middle finger, look at it, is the longest. Have you seen that? Is the longest. That is the evangelist. It is the evangelist that goes to the furthermost places. The furthermost places. The corners. So right now, the evangelist is in La Côte d'Ivoire. Far! 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 Very far. Amen? Then... The ring finger. 
That is where you place the ring. Is that not so? Love. Eh? The loving finger. That is the pastor. That's the pastor. It's the pastor that when you are crying. Eh? Evangelist is the look. Repent. If you tell the evangelist that, oh, you know, I, I, I was going to visit the sister, and when I went, we were sitting there. I don't know what came up. I mean, the one thing led to the other. Before I realized, we were, we were rowing on the, on the floor. I feel very bad. The evangelist will say, repent now, let's go to hell. But the pastor said, oh, it's, it's okay. It's okay. You see, it's one of those things. It's one of those things. You know, you know, don't do it again, but God bless. But evangelist, you know. Do you get it? Yeah. So the ring finger, that's the pastor. Then the little finger, this one, this is the teacher. Why? This is the one that is able to go into your ears. Go into the ears. The, the deep places of the year. How many of you have been doing that? When your year is itching or something, then this one, that's the teacher. Amen? Huh? When the teacher is teaching, you realize that the things are entering some places. Hallelujah. So, God has given apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers in the church. For what reason? Verse 12. But let's remove the, the, the comments. It will now read, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. The, reasons, the reason why the fivefold ministry exists is for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. In other words, the fivefold ministry exists to perfect or equip or train the saints so that the saints will do the work of the ministry and when the saints do the work of ministry the whole body the whole church will be built up will be strengthened will be equipped will be edified now this is why many churches are not being built, are not being strengthened, are not growing, are not flourishing, because there is a great lack of perfected saints. There's a great lack. We have a lot of members who are walking around, but they have not been perfected. They have not been equipped. And therefore, they are not doing the work of the ministry. And because they are not doing the work of the ministry, do you see, your branch, your church, is not being edified. Your church lacks edification. It lacks strength. It lacks encouragement. It, it lacks a certain building up because of the lack 
of perfected sins. God expects all the saints. And who are the saints? Who are the saints? Romans chapter 1 and verse 7. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. Who are the saints? You are the saint. I'm the saint. Thank God for Saint Augustine or Saint. Eh? Francis uh, of uh, Caesar. Thank God. But you're also a saint. If you know where I was yesterday. No, your sainthood does not depend on what you wear. But what has been imputed unto you. You are the righteousness of God. For he has made us to be righteous. Do you understand it? He has made us to be righteous. If a man... Is in Christ. He's a new creature. Amen. All things have become, have gone away. Everything now is new. Amen. So you are a saint. Wow. You are a saint. Charlie, call yourself Saint what? You are Saint what? Huh? Saint Joshua. Saint Joshua. Yes. You. I'm a saint. You believe it? I believe it. You are? So, Bishop, in fact, I find it difficult to believe, but you are. And as a saint, God wants the pastor the apostle, the evangelist, the prophet, the teacher, to equip you, to train you, to train you. Pastors, our work is not to do the work of the ministry. Our work is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. I want to say it again. Is it because when you go around our churches, do you see, go to our mission churches and all that, you know, you, you realize that the pastor is struggling. He's in charge of the ashes. He's in charge of the praise and worship. He has to go and teach the choir, arrange the chairs, new believers. I mean, he's sweating, moving around. He has about five handkerchiefs, all soaked. His, his shirt has been buttoned. This one is top here. He was in a hurry to go. Mm. That's why the church is not working. Yeah. Our work as pastors is to train, to equip. Yes. 
Give me the NIV. The NIV. Go back to verse 11. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Yes? To equip. Are you seeing that? To equip who? His people. For what? For works of service. So that the body of Christ may be built up. So the reason why the body of Christ is not being built up the church is not working, is struggling, is because, okay, the works of service are not being done. And the works of service are not being done because the right people are not doing the work of service. The pastors are trying to do the work of service. But God, in his wisdom, has made in such a way that the pastors must train his people, the ordinary people who are walking around, that's on it. Many of them don't read the Bible. Many of them don't pray. Many of them don't come to church often. But God said they are the people. If, if this church is going to be built, these are the people. Build them up. Train them. Equip them. Then, they will do the works of service. And when they do that, the church will be built up. So, Ladies and gentlemen, on this note, we, your pastors from today, we have resigned. Pastors, have we resigned? We are so sorry that for all these years, we have sat on your promotion. Uh, Bishop Daniel, you agree? We, we have sat on your promotion. Yeah. Yes, I did. We have made ourselves superstars. Yeah. So we submit our resignations. After today, the works of the ministry we are taking over. We are taking over. So when I say, say we are taking over, visitation. I, I can't hear you. Visitation. Outreach. Person to person evangelism. But center work. Mobilization. Gathering of the sheep. New believers school. Hey! Yes. And it's a nice job. The prophet calls it the beautiful job. The beautiful job. Yeah. That's why the churches have not been built. Now, but it's not because we have also not tried. The reason why we were forced to do the work. It's because we have tried, but you did not accept it. 
And one of the reasons why I didn't accept it is that you said that, you know, it's not for you. And that is for some people. But look at the scripture again. All right. Verse 11. Okay. So, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people. Who are his people? Who are his people? Now, if we are the pastors, the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers, then it means that we cannot be the people. No, we, 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 we are there. Uh, okay, so... Uh, go back. Apostles. Where are the apostles? There are some here. You can see. Apostles are here. Eh? Prophets. There are prophets here. Evangelists. There are evangelists here. Pastors. Are there pastors here? Eh? Teachers. Then he said, We should equip the people. So, who are the people? So, I think we should determine the people before we leave here. Or do I have something bad will happen? Did you get it? Yes. Because when we come to you, you say it's not you. So there's been an argument in the branch for the past two years, three years, four years. Bishop Mousy said that I want you. So, no, it's not me. Do, do you get it? And, and for the church not to spoil Christ, he decides that, okay, I mean, he would, you know. Do it for a while. Are you getting that? But today God is showing you that you are the people. You are the people. You are the people. Yes. It is the saints. It is the saints that must be equipped. Are you getting that? one of us has been called. He said we have been called to be saints. Look at um, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 1. Paul, called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. You see, Oh, he's defined who he is. Called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. Through the will of God. And sustenance, our brother. Verse 2. Unto the church of God, which is as current, to them that are sanctified in Christ, called to be saints. Called to be saints. Which means that there's a calling to be saints. Every Christian has a supernatural, has been called supernaturally to be a saint. A child of God. Amen. 
Jesus says something in Matthew chapter 20 and verse 16. Hmm. Matthew chapter 20 and verse 16. Matthew. 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 My name is Matthew. Are you there? So the last shall be first, and the first last. For many be called, but few chosen. For many be called, but few are chosen. Matthew 22, 14. Matthew 22, 14. Matthew 22, 14. For many are called, but few are chosen. Now watch. These people who have been called to be saints, to be children of God, okay, God is now saying that many of them have been called. Not only to be saints, also now to serve him. Now, if that be the case, if many are called, if many are called, what does it mean by many are called? Eh? Get me that book. Where is that book? Many are called. There's a book called Many Are Called. Many are called. Many are called. Because today we have to decide, honestly, we have to decide who are the people that are going to do the work. Otherwise, we are not going home from here. This argument has been going on for far too long. When we say you should do the work, you say that it's not you. We should do it. And we to the Bible is saying that actually we have been sitting on your work. Hmm? Hallelujah. So in this book, alright, the prophet explains What does many are called mean? Many are called means large numbers of people are called. Large numbers. Many are called means the masses are called. Many are called means huge numbers of people are called. Many are called means numerous people are called. Many are called means countless people are called many are called means lots of people have been called many are called means the majority of the people are called the majority now which means that of all of us sitting down here the majority are called so starting from this session to the rest of us let's all stand up Let's all stand up. No, you both sit down. Or you both stand up. You both should sit down. So of all of us gathered here, if majority are called, then perhaps these are the only few people who are not called. And even them, they are saying that they are called. Are you called? Yes. Yeah. 
that is the case, then how come that there are no shepherds in our churches? Huh? The, the commodity in our church that you can't find. In our churches that you can't find. Shepherds. Shepherds. So God expects you to become a shepherd. And you are called. You are called. You see, under the, thank you, under the Old Testament, under the Old Testament, eh, only some category of people were called. The kings, the prophets, the, the priests, Levites, that's all. All the other people were not called. That was under the Old Testament. But under this New Testament, which is a better covenant, eh? which is a better covenant that we are enjoying, it is under this covenant that we are enjoying salvation, not through works, but by faith in Christ. Charlie, because through works, they are made, you know that. Me and you, we are out. How many of you agree that we are out already? By works. It was Mary. Hmm? Yeah. By his grace. We enjoy mercy. We enjoy the grace of God. Under the New Testament. Is that not so? Yeah. Eh? Yes. And one of the things that we must enjoy under the New Testament is the fact that most of us are called. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 6. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 6. Or you can even pick it from verse 4 or 5. So we can understand it. John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Grace be unto you and peace from him who is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne and from Jesus Christ who is a faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood how many of us here believe that you have been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ really really now I want to see again Go back to verse 5. That loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Verse 6. And had made us kings and priests unto our God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Who are the people that have been made 
kings and priests. The same people who have been washed by the blood of Jesus. Now, if that is the case, how come that after they have been washed by the blood of Jesus, the second part of it, which is now the fact that you are a priest, you are saying that that one there, you are not part of it. Omale. Let's recognize the presence of Bishop Saki. Hallelujah. Please sit down. The fathers are in the house. Bishop Saki, Bishop Eddie. Is it not beautiful that... Isn't it beautiful that after they have trained us, they train us. We were trained by, these are the fathers, Bishop Eddie, Bishop Sack, they have trained us. And now they say they are sitting down. They, they, we should do something for them to see. We are trembling as we are here. You know the way it is. When your father says, okay, you do it, I want to see. You say you have passed driving school, okay, drive, let me see. You don't even know where the, the, the listen is. Thank you so much, Bishop Saki, Bishop Eddie, for training us. Look, how many of you are understanding the thing? Because why you must become a shepherd? Because you say you don't want to be a shepherd, but you want to be washed with the blood of Jesus. That one there, you have gotten it. But the scripture is showing us clearly. The second part. Not only have you been washed, but in that washing, there was a purpose. As he was washing you, you know, from your, as you are walking around, fornicating, drinking, whatever, and he took you and he started washing you, there was a second part, there was a plan, there was a purpose, so that you will become a priest. A priest. A priest, a pastor, a shepherd. It's the same thing. Amen. Huh? It's okay, Bishop. I think I'm trying to understand. I, I want to accept what, but you see, the thing is that I don't think I'm called. I've not heard anything. Is the call such a big deal? Hmm? We have made a call of God to be some mystical experience involving the hearing of voices, seeing of visions, and having of spectacular spiritual experiences. This is an erroneous generalization. Many are called, but many have not seen visions of Jesus. Amen. Are you seeing that? All born again Christians have a supernatural calling on their lives to be saints. It may not be spectacular, but it is certainly supernatural. 
If you call yourself a Christian, then you have received a call to which you have responded. I'm informing you that without, without knowing, you have actually had a call and responded to a divine call. That's why you are sitting here. What was that call? That call was simply a conviction that came upon you about the reality of Jesus Christ. That same conviction led you to give your life to Christ and made you a born again Christian. Sometimes people looking out for the sensational miss the real supernatural move of God. In the same way that we are called to be Christians, God will call many of us to his service at one level or the other. You may not be called to a breathtaking level of ministry like Elijah, but it is still a call. the service of God is following your conviction. Yeah. Yes, follow it. You get it? Yeah. You don't say you are, you are not called. You are called to be a shepherd, to work for the Lord to serve in his house, to preach, to teach, to visit, to counsel, to gather God's people, to love God's people, to care for God's people, to guide God's people. Yes. Amen. So, this is the first reason this desire. How many of you have a desire to work for the Lord? It's why you must be a shepherd. Yeah. I remember the first time the prophet called me to his office, the wooden office at the top of the Colgono Cathedral, the balcony. He called me and I went and he said, he said, Dr. Antefo, what has called you? <laughs> what has called you? I laughed. I said, <laughs> Pastor, we used to call him Pastor Dark. Me, I want to be a Christian doctor who does not take monies to look after his patient. And whatever I can do in the house of the I said, no, 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 no. You see, the things that you have been doing, you see, 
as I was a shepherd, these days we used to do them. Area fellowships, a businessmen's group, this, this, this. I was moving around. When I leave the house, those were the things that I wanted. Do you see? But you see, honestly speaking, I've not seen Jesus. I'm not like prophet. That is his business, seeing Jesus. That's not my business. But if you ask me, when I look way back, because six months into being born again, I started preaching. Passionately, I started writing tracts. Yes. I'll wake up to read the scriptures and then I'll write tracts. When I sit those days, there was what on Chine. I don't know the modern version now. But some type of cargo vehicle, truck. I will be preaching. If I meet you, I'll preach. And one year into my salvation, the Lord opened the door for me to go to Russia. When I landed, in fact, before I went, I met someone who had been there for six months, six years. And he told me, I give you six months. He said, I give you six, all this, your Jesus, whatever, six months. And it was true. You know, there was no God in Russia. The, 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 the national philosophy or religion, if you want, is atheism. Yeah. And any course you are doing, you have to do a tasting for three years. Yes. For three years. A tasting is the teaching that there is no God. Yeah. You are not, you are not allowed to read your Bible outside, talk to people about Jesus. No. Yeah, somebody like Dr. Ablo, man of mission. Okay. That's why he had to leave the US. You'll be sent back. Alcohol was free. The famous Russian vodka was free. Cuban cigar was free. And Russia is the country where the ladies swam over the guys. Because during the Second World War, 20 million of their men died. So in most of their cities and towns, the ratio of women to, to men is 4 to 1 or 3 to 1. In fact, they had a saying that if you're a lady and you were not married, by 18 years, you were an old virgin. Yeah. So the ladies, they, don't, they, they were not quarreling over men. You can, can have 12 of us. We are happy. When should I come? When is my turn? Yeah. 
I tell you. That was the situation. That was the situation. Yeah. But by the grace of God, God kept me. And, and I didn't even know anything about the Holy Spirit or something. But like the girls, I don't know this strange belief that came into me that these girls, there's something about them. You cannot go near them. You can't touch them. There's something. There's something obnoxious. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where, you know, but now I think like there's the Holy Spirit that put it there. And Russian ladies, if you want beauty, why I said it was called Belarusia. Belarusia means white Russians. Bella is white. White Russian. Where the skin was very white. Because the temperatures were very, very low. In, in, in winter, where I was studying, the temperatures would go to minus 28, minus 30. We used to have a winter vacation in January. I'll go to UK. When you go there, plus two, plus three, something. They are feeling, I just put on my desk and I'll be going, everybody, who is this crazy black boy? We just walking out. I've come from an estate. Hey, but I suffered though. One of my main sufferings was directions. In summer, in summer. The white people, they like to tan their skin. They won't. And then the hostel, they'll put these student mattresses and then they'll, they'll wear bikinis. And lie there. And Christian is coming from lectures. You see like that. Oh. Lord, save me. I'm dying. Yeah, that was the situation. I remember one guy, he was my senior in uh, when I was doing A-levels and he was the chapel prophet. Krife, he tried to win us to Christ. We didn't mind him at all. Then he went to Russia. I knew he was there. About four years later, somebody told me that he doesn't believe in God anymore. And I said, it's not possible. He doesn't believe in God anymore. And then once, I was going to preach somewhere. And I went to his city. And I decided to go and find him. When I entered, there he was. Sitting in his city with his Russian girlfriend. He didn't want to have anything to do. The last time I met him, somewhere early 2000, he had come back. Still. Still. Why am I telling all these stories? Eh? Yes! I 
am saying that looking when I stepped there, when I stepped there, the first thing was to start an international uh, uh, Christian Students Fellowship. Yes, so the first thing. preaching to the international students. When I look back, I've always loved to witness for Jesus do something in the house of the Lord. You see that thing? Look at it. I didn't even know it was a call. As when Bishop saw it, he said, that's a call. And that is what has brought me to this place. Yes. So, you are called. That's the point I'm trying to make. That those desires, even the desire to go to church every time, is supernatural. It's supernatural. Because there are many reasons why you should not go. Haven't you seen, Pastor, that there are some people, rain or shine, they are there. That is why you must be a shepherd. That desire. That desire. Don't wait for a vision. Thank God if it comes. Thank God. If it comes. Sometimes there are spectacular callings. Like Paul. Do you get it? Like Paul. On the way to Damascus, he saw Jesus. Huh? But even I'm wondering after Paul in the New Testament, who else? You know, Andrew and all these type of people. Yeah. So don't wait. God is speaking to you. God is telling you, I've called you. I have called you. I have called you. You are weak, but I've called you. You are not stable, but I've called you. You don't have money, but I've called you. You don't have much education, but I've called you. Are you happy about the call of God? Clap your hands for yourself. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Look at it. When God calls Samuel, when God calls Samuel, he didn't know. He didn't recognize it. He went to Eli, his father. Because you see, Supernatural things are also sometimes like natural. Natural. So a lot of things that are happening to you, your desire to go to church, be there early, wait after church, around the pastor, and all that. Do you see? It's all part of the calling. It's all part of the calling. May you fulfill your calling. Amen. 
All right. How many of you have a copy of this book? Many are called. If you don't have, please get a copy. When you are called. Number two. You must become a shepherd because becoming a shepherd is a natural stage of development. It's a natural stage of development. Amen. Amen. Just as we expect a baby that is born to go through certain physiological you know, um, milestones and developmental milestones. We expect the, cha- the, the baby to be able to fix its eye on you. At what? Six months, the doctor is saying. Yes. I look at the baby. The baby. In fact, we may expect the baby to smile. And to follow, as you are moving your eye like this, the baby is also moving the eye. We expect the baby to crawl at a certain point, to stand up. Do you get it? So when you are asked, oh, how is your baby? Three years. Okay, all right. So how fast can you? Oh, he has not even walked. The problem. The problem. We expect a child to be able to control its bowels and to say, I want to poopoo. I'm going to poopoo. And himself go and do it without soiling himself. In the same way, in the same way, in the same way, do you understand it? You too. There's a time that we teach you. John chapter 3 verse 16. We struggle until you understand it. But there's no problem. No, there's no problem. There's a time that you come to church once in a month. You see, we, are, we, 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 we don't have any problems with you. We rather feel that we are not doing our work well. We are not, you know, looking after you well or whatever. But at that stage, not coming to church regularly, it's not, it's, it's not a problem. But a time comes that we expect you not only to come to church regularly, but after church, for you to actually also stay behind. And if you don't do that, then there's a problem. A time comes that now we expect you to open the Bible and teach others. You may not be able to teach like Bishop Nassib. Do you understand it? But a certain level of teaching, we expect you to do it. Because it is, you must develop. And becoming a shepherd 
a loving, caring guy who has time to care, who has time to love, who has time to guide, who has time to teach, who has time to gather the other sheep. Alright, there's a time that God expects that you must come to that point. Unfortunately, we have a lot of undeveloped spiritual people in the church. Undeveloped sheep. Yeah, and not that we have not tried, but we have refused to grow. But thank God that from this seminar, your growth is being restored. I said, Your growth is being restored. You are receiving spiritual hormone to be able to restore your height. Your stunted spiritual growth is going away in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hey, you, we see you preaching. You are going to teach. You are going to preach. You are going to visit. You are going to do the center work. You're the same person. God is going to give you the grace. Yeah. Amen? Do you get it? Yeah. Sit down. Jeremiah chapter 48 and verse 10. Cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully, and cursed be he that keepeth back his soul from blood. Continue. Moab Moab had been at ease from his youth and he had settled on his hills and had not been emptied from vessel to vessel. Neither had he gone into captivity. Therefore, his taste remained in him and his scent is not changed. You see, the way your life is, some of the things that you are going through, and I've been going through for a long time, you, you should have seen more glory now. You have seen more glory. Your life should have gone a certain way. But a certain type of saint, which is not good, has stayed with you for a long time. And the reason is, I see, when you, when you, when you have a liquid or anything like stagnated water, that doesn't move. It doesn't move. After some time, if it is a watch, he said, He said, He had been at ease from his youth. Many of us here are at ease. Is. It means you have relaxed. You are resting. You've been born again for the past one year, two years. You are still resting. 
I'm saying? Eh? Yeah. You still want to quickly finish church and go and watch some movies at home. Do you get it? And had not been emptied from vessel to vessel. God has put some things in you. Do you get it? And God expects those things and the teaching ability, the preaching ability, the gifts and the callings, the graces that God has put in you as a child, as a saint, to be passed on. Do you understand? Into other verses so that they will also change. But you have not done that. So those things have even corrupted you. Yes. Staying at one place is not a good thing. Yeah. That is why even those of you who don't exercise at all. Even the scripture says bodily exercise is profitable. Because you see, the blood begins to move everywhere. Do you understand it? Move everywhere. Your cells, your tissues, your organs are receiving nice blood. Eh? Oxygen is moving everywhere. You are becoming more healthy. Eh? The different, you know, places are receiving different, you know, they are receiving blood. Becoming healthier. You have relaxed for too long. And because you have been at ease, that is how come you know about all the problems in the church and you criticize a lot. You see, we are busy, so we can't see. Only you, you are able to realize that the choir didn't sing well. Especially that lady at the back. She normally doesn't know. But I mean, the way the choir is singing as a group, we are up, we are happy, we are clapping. But see, because you are at ease, you understand it? You have eyes that are concentrated to see everything. Huh? Yeah. When we were growing up, and we're being trained to do the work of the ministry by the prophet, by Bishop Saki, Bishop Eddie. Do you get it? We were very busy. We were very busy. Moving. You see, one of the greatest blessings that this church had, the wisdom that God gave to the prophet, is the wisdom of the lay ministry. Working and doing something for the Lord at the same time. This is what has brought us here. As lay shepherds, lay pastors, everything. But this is when we look at you. Late pastors. 
success. Our time, we had lay pastors with large churches. Large churches. 200, 250, 300. Now, yearly, yearly, would you see a lay church of 40, 50 members? Because, you see, because 40s being described as lay ministry, it's not lay ministry. It's an alongside ministry. You are doing whatever you are doing, and occasion when you remember. Yeah? 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 Bishop will go build a powerful church at Mateko as a student. As a student. Bishops have come out. There are two bishops here who have come out of that. Yes. Moab. Uh, where is Moab? Huh? It's at the back. It's you. It's you. It's at the back. It's at the back. It's you. Huh? You are pointing at the back. It's you. You are Moab. Many, we have a lot of Moabites sitting down here. Say, Father, lift up your hand. Father, deliver me from being a Moabite. can be full in a week and how it will be empty in a week. How many of you want me to show you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Bishop Sawyer, if you want, look, I can assure you that this Sunday, even though you are here, your church can be overflowing, the whole of Labadi will come. Announce that this Sunday when we go to church, who eat, who drink. The pastor has decided to pray for people who need visa. Marriages for 2020. Announce it. Let the radio people announce it in one another. I'm telling your church before. How many pastors agree with me? Yeah. Bishop, you agree with me? Yes. Yes. same church the following week at the end of that service say next week uh, the Lord has laid on my heart when I come when we come 
want all of us to come back and there are a lot of people who are not saved want to go into the communities for about two hours houses talk to them about jesus christ you know invite them to church and how many of you are grouping the church will finish yes because most of the members in the church are moabite but the days of being a moabite have come to an end i declare to you i prophesy to you in the name of jesus that spirit is leading you leaving you right now and the spirit of the shepherd the spirit of the good shepherd the spirit of the great shepherd the spirit of the chief shepherd is coming upon you in the name of the lord jesus Yeah, because you are going to develop to a mighty shepherd. Yeah. You know, pastors, I will encourage you. When we, are, when we have such opportunities to bring our people, go for camps and all that. Carry everybody. I always carry a lot of people. Yeah. Because I've seen I've seen, look, one time I took new converts, I think two weeks, took them to a camp at Bonsu. As I was preaching, I even felt pity for them. Because I said, did they understand anything? Long sessions, they were yawning, I mean, agony. <laughs> yeah. This is 2009. Now, many of them are pastors. 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 Yeah? When we're coming, I told them, bring them. But just carry them. Just come. They can sleep, they can yawn, everything. But something will happen. Something is happening to you. God is changing you. Receive the spirit of transformation into a shepherd. You are becoming a shepherd. Hallelujah. You are no more going to be a child. Yeah. Yes. 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 Don't let anybody tell you that you can't wait for the Lord. Huh? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Don't let anybody tell you that. Hmm? When first love has solemn Sunday, we hear of little girls who bring buses. Buses. Little girls. Oh, you know you are matured. The things that you know. You don't fall into little girls. You are matured. Now rise up and mature also spiritually. Amen. That is why you must become a shepherd. I see here. 
Another reason why you should become a shepherd is because there's a great need for shepherds. There's a great need. Is it during the break? Apostle uh, Kinsu Jesse, Jesse was telling me that. And he's a very experienced pastor. There's so many churches. Pray that apostle will land into your church. One month later, your 30-member church will become 120. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. And he was telling me during the break, he said, he said, he said, churches that don't work, they don't work because there are no shepherds. He said, that is it. There are no shepherds. You must become a shepherd because there's a great need. A great need. Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. The reason why they were fainting and scattering, distressed, confused, you understand it? Was not because there was no bank manager. Their bank managers, their doctors, their engineers, their politicians, and all that. I get what I'm saying. But none of these people care about the ship of God. Even you, in your capacity as a doctor sitting down here, honestly, eh, you are spiritually of no use to the ship. But you, that same doctor, okay, if you can turn yourself into a shepherd, and God is asking you, I hear God saying, turn yourself into a shepherd. There's a great need. There's a great need. For shepherds. Yeah. We need shepherds. We need shepherds. God is looking for shepherds. And I've explained to you that the shepherds that God is looking for, we are, we are the people sitting down here. You see, pastors, pastors, watch this. You know, so you hear pastors say, I don't have anybody. No, you have someone. You have people. The people that look, that guy who, when you see even offering, is always giving two Ghana cities, you know, and all that. That guy, that's your shepherd. Yes. Don't despise them. New converts. New converts. New converts are the best shepherds. Yeah. But see, many of us, we don't respect new converts. But you see in the scriptures what new converts can do. The madman of Gadara. Eh? Do you understand?
understand it? When he came back to his senses, he came to Jesus and said, wherever you are going, I want to go. Jesus said, no. No, no, don't follow me. All right, where did he go? He went to Decapolis, 10 cities, to go and preach there about Jesus Christ. The people there knew about Jesus through the ministry of this man. Eh? The Samaritan woman at the pool. You get it? When she finally encountered Jesus, she left everything. All right, and the Bible said that she went to the town and said, "Come and see." Look, look at it, um, John chapter four. Who is there? John chapter four. The woman said unto unto verse twenty five. Go for it. Yes. Yes. Verse 28. The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the man. And you see, that woman, you have to respect her ministry because, you know, she and men she had, through her ministry, a lot of men's life have been destroyed. So when she became saved, the first people that she ministered to were them. No, that doesn't mean that he didn't tell the woman about it, but the first, you know, yeah. Come, see a man which had told me all things that ever I did. It's not just that Christ. Continue. Then they went out of the city and came unto him. All right? Yes, from, from about verse 35. 35. 36. And he that repeated 37. And here is that saying, yes, I sent you out, verse 39. Now. And many of the Samaritans of that city, and many... Take note. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him. How? How did they believe? How did they believe? For the saying of the woman, because the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans chapter 10 and verse 13, whosoever calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how, watch it, verse 14, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Somebody telling them. So many, go back to that scripture, so many of the Samaritans believed when they heard what the woman said. Verse 39, and many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified, he told me all that ever I did. But something is freaking me. Go, go, continue. Verse 40, so when the Samaritans were come unto him, 
They besought him that he would tarry with them and he abode there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. Now, watch this. And said unto the woman, Now, we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves and know that this indeed is the Christ, the Savior of the world. of a new convert yes that's why we must humble ourselves and learn from first love because in first love they started a new convert there's not a new convert everybody are working amen alright so pastors new converts yeah, ordinary people, students, this church, the prophet built it not with businessmen, not with politicians. No, no, no. This church he built it with students, ordinary people. Wow. There's a great need. But you see, many of us sitting in the churches are selfish. We are thinking about ourselves. I get what I'm saying. We don't think about Christ. Philippians, Philippians chapter 2 from verse 18. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 18. From verse 18. For the same cause also do you joy and rejoice with me. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly unto you, that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. Verse 20. For I have no man like-minded who naturally care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are Jesus Christ. I have no man who has a natural care so, so we, are, we are having people sitting in the church. Whether members are coming to church, whether members are sick, they should be, you know, visited. Whether they are weeping, whether they are crying. I mean, no. Don't care. We are thinking about ourselves. You have prayed for a beloved for every single prayer, beloved. And your visa to German. Your visa to German. Hello? Those of you at the back, are you here? Give me a wave. Are you sure? Have no man. Look at that scripture again. Philippians 2 19 and 20. And I trust in the Lord Jesus who sent Timothy shortly unto you. 
that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. Do you understand? What we're saying is that I can, I can count on Timothy to care for you. But apart from Timothy, there's nobody else. And that's what is happening in our churches. You find a few people. A church of 100 people, shepherds, four. Four. Four shepherds. Who are really working. Who are really working. Hmm? For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. Okay, give me the verse 20 in other transla- uh, translations. The message says, I have no one quite like Timothy. He is loyal and genuinely concerned for you. Next one. NIV. I have no one... NIV, NIV. Brother? I have no one else like him who show genuine concern for your welfare. God is looking, you know, so that's why he has brought you here. Eh? So that by the time you are going, eh, you have begun to have genuine concern. Genuine concern for the welfare of the saints. Hmm? Yes, another translation. Amplified. For I have no one else like him who is so kindred a spirit who be generally concerned for your spiritual warfare. Oh. Yes. Bible in basic English. For I have no man of like mind who truly care for you. Do you have NLT? New Living Translation? I have no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares about your welfare. And then give me the next verse, verse 21. Still in this translation. All the others care only for themselves and not for what matters to Jesus Christ. How many of you can say that, Lord, God is talking to you? He's talking to you. God is talking to me. Eh? Yes. Eh? But this is not how this church was built. No. This is not how the church was built. Shepherds! I mean, one of the things that modern day UD so-called shepherds cannot withstand is wait after the service. There's going to be a shepherds meeting after the service. And we're expecting 20 shepherds. When you go, there are only five. But when we were growing up, there was something called waiting ministry. 
ministry. Those of you here, are you part of us? The way you are hiding the corners. Yeah. When the prophet started informal pastoral training program, IPTP. Eh? It used to happen on Tuesdays, and the announcement was IPTP will come on after the service. Not, not like at 8 p.m., 9 p.m., after the service. Yeah. Several times, I will come from a very long duty from Kolebu. In my white coat, I just drop my white coat to the car, attend the service, and I'll be there. Not be home the whole day. Bishop Kakra and Bishop uh, Brian will travel from Kumasi and come. Bishop Hamish and Bishop uh, Adumbano will travel from Takwari and come. People will come, Bishop Patrick, and come, okay, and the meeting normally will start like 1 a.m. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Prophet, do you remember? And we'll be there. Happy talking, chat. We were eager. We were eager to be guarded, to be trained. May that spirit, may that spirit, may that spirit, may that spirit come back upon us in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Now we have a lot of highland Shepherds. Disappointment shepherds. Shepherds that you cannot depend on. You see, one of, one, one of the translations said about Timothy that he is loyal. Not that he is faithful. Yeah. Do, do you get it? So don't introduce another spirit. I said don't introduce another spirit. We refuse another spirit. We want the spirit of the father. I said we want the spirit of the father that has been upon this ministry all these years. has been thrown out of our church. But this church has been built on the foundations of great sacrifices.
Yes. Hmm? I hear you going. Do not introduce another spirit. Waiting. Waiting. This and your pastor, when he says you should wait, it's not because he's sleeping. Yeah. Do, do, do you get it? Yeah. The, the meeting is not coming on at the time that you expect it to come because he's doing some other things. Yeah. Questions, when are we starting? When is the meeting? So when is the time? Now, when you say there's going to what time? The time is after the service. Yes. We used to go back from this bit, our eyes are red. But our spirits were fair. We're encouraged, we're strengthened. Yeah. We didn't even have these books. No. Yeah. I remember the meeting when the professor asked, ah, but these things that we are saying, we should write them down. Yes. And those things later became pamphlets. Some red pamphlets, you know, and all that. I have a lot of them in my study. Duties of a shepherd. Yes. Is there? Don't introduce another spirit. We reject that spirit. We reject it. Because you see, that spirit is going to kill the UD. Yeah. Where there's no sacrifice, there's no food. There's no food. John chapter 12 and verse 24. John chapter 12 and verse 24. Very, very, I say unto you, accept, 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 accept a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. It abided alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. The reason why we don't have shepherds now and people are refusing to become shepherds is because they don't want to die. They want to die. They don't want pain. They don't want sacrifice. They don't want sufferings. That's why you need to read this book. Losing, suffering, sacrificing, and dying. 
Yes. Yes. You will never bear fruit if you are not ready to sacrifice. You see, those days at Kolegonon, several times I went to the prophet. Especially when he preached powerfully, and I said, I really admire this anointing on you. I want it. I said it to him many times. And one day, he put his hand on my shoulder and said, Dr. Antefo, if you want it, there's only one thing. The same price that I, I paid, you must pay the same price. Yes, you must pay. He told me. Yes. Yeah. When I wanted to come to full time ministry. But then the Lord has given me a huge hospital. And a lot of money. I used to fly prophets from Kumasi to come and work on my loins, design it for me. He said, He laughs at me when we are giving offerings about you this level of by now you should have gone. Over 40 corporate clients in Accra. 17 bed capacity, VIP ward, X-ray department, heart examination machine, scan machine, ambulance. All that. Around about 30 workers. All that money was mine. Oh, I own it. It was working. Yeah. So now I wanted to come to full time ministry. And I went to see that prophet. For about two years, we came out with different strategies. None of it was We're working. And one day I went to the basement. I said, I really need to go. Because by that time, I mean, I'll sit in the clinic. The place is full. After I've seen patients for about two, three hours, four hours, I asked the nurses, are there any patients? So the place is full. I get angry. Because I want to go and preach. So he said to me at the basement, If you really want to come, there's only one advice. We have tried everything. So go and dash that hospital. Do you understand dash? The hospital that I've just described to you. Not a wayside hospital. You can ask the bishops who are sitting here. 
I remember Bishop Saki came there one day. He said, he said, Pastor Antebu, he said, God has called you. The fact that this thing is working does not mean that God has called you. He told me. Yeah. He said, God has called you. And the fact that the fact that something is working does not mean that God is with you or is in it. First Samuel chapter 14, verse 47. First Samuel chapter 14, verse 47. Saul took the kingdom over Israel and fought against all his enemies on every side. Against Moab and against the children of Ammon and against Edom and against the kings of Zobah and against the Philistines. And with that silver, he turned himself. He faced them. He had victories everywhere. This is First Samuel chapter 14, verse 47. First Samuel chapter 13 and verse 14. Watch it. First Samuel 13 and verse 14. Okay, but now the kingdom shall not continue. The Lord had sought him a man after his own heart, and the Lord had commanded him to be captain over his people, because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded you. Yeah. By this time, God has rejected him. But he was still fighting and winning. Be very careful when you are comforting yourself because something is working. Because something is working, it means God is with you. Be very careful. Be very careful. Yeah. I tell you. Huh? What was I telling you? You remember, Pa? Yes. Touch the hospital. And that is what, by the grace of God, I did. There was a young doctor who had just started some hospital there is. I said, come, do like this. I said, can you give me something small? Have it. And I walked out. You see, that is why I'm standing here today preaching. You can only bear fruit when you die. And suffering is part of us. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 29. Look at it. Suffering is part of Christianity. Pain is part of Christianity. Sacrificing is part. Sacrificing your time, your money, your, your, your position. I mean, you should hear people these days. I don't have time. The reason why I don't want to, I don't have time. You don't have time. For unto you, it is given in the behalf of Christ. Not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Suffering is part. Yeah. So if you want to have all the comforts, do your business, just go for all your business trips and come back after two weeks before you can do your bar center. 
I get what I'm saying. You cannot bear fruit. You can't. You can't. You can't. Losing. Suffering. Sacrificing. Dying. Yeah. This is what we need. This is what we have experienced. Yeah. The bishop sitting down here, the senior pastors, and very good lay pastors. Very good lay pastors. Thank God for very good lay pastors that we see have. Yes. Yeah. People like Pastor Alex, Tessanuche, Pastor Senor, do you see? Eh? Pastor Romeo, Reverend Abuaji, eh? Pastor Zoro, do you understand it? And all these people, thank God for them. Yeah. Thank God. Now is your time, most of you. And you must embrace this spirit. You must embrace this spirit. Hallelujah. UD must not discontinue growth and expansion now that you is your turn. Yeah. And I agree with Apostle Kingsley that a church where shepherding is not going on, that church cannot work. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. There's a great need for shepherds. That is why you must become a shepherd. And you are becoming a shepherd. Clap your hands for the Lord. Are you here? Number four. The fourth reason why you must become a shepherd is because God's people are scattered without a shepherd. Ezekiel chapter 34 and verse 5. Yeah. Hmm? We can even read it from the beginning. And the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Son of man, professor against the shepherds of Israel. Ish. Not prophesy for them in their favor against. And say unto them, That said the Lord God unto the shepherds, Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? You eat the fat and you clothe it with the wool. You kill them that are fed, but you feed not the flock. The disease have you not strengthened? Neither have you healed that which was sick. Neither have you bound up that which was broken. Neither have you brought again that which was driven away. Neither have you sought that which was lost. But with force and with cruelty have you ruled them. 
and they were scattered. And they were scattered. Because eh, there is no shepherd. Watch this. And when they became, they became scattered, what happened to them? And they became meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. Because there are no shepherds in the church, the converts that God gave to us, the precious people that Jesus washed with his blood and brought them to the church, now have become meat. They are walking in the, the nightclubs. They are taking drugs. They have become homosexuals. I mean, they are drinking all kinds of things. And what is the reason? Because you and I, have refused to look after them. To, to give them loving, tender care. We have refused to guide them to the word of God. We have refused to give them the truth. We have refused to visit them. We have refused to, to, to pray for them. That is the reason why they are scattered. That's the only reason. The people that we can't see in our churches, it's not because they don't want to you know, come to church. But see, two forces are working. And whichever is more passionate and strong, that is the side they will be. So if we are not going to be strong and passionate about them, Satan and his demons too are also very happy to have them back. God's people get scattered where there are no shepherds. And God said they have become meat to all the beasts of the field. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? I hear you go home. Number five, become a shepherd in order to fulfill the great commission. Become a shepherd in order to fulfill the great commission. Jesus' last words to his disciples on top of a lonely hill where go and make disciples teaching them. Traditionally, we think of the Great Commission as an evangelistic command. Yet when you study the instructions of our Lord very carefully, you realize that the Great Commission is also a shepherdorial commission. It is a pastoral commission. It is a mandate for shepherds to move out and to begin to teach the word of God. Christian friend, it is up to you and I to go. Go out there and fulfill the Great Commission. The evangelist has an anointing to preach and to lead people to Christ. That was the first instruction Jesus gave to Peter. Come and I'll make you fishers of men. His last words added something to the first words. The teaching element. The teaching element. I once read about a famous evangelist who was holding mammoth crusades 
in every city of the world. One day, this evangelist returned to one of the cities where he had held a crusade and did a survey of all the people who had taken decisions for Christ during his last crusade. The result of his survey was frightening. It showed that only 5% of the converts of his last massive crusade were still Christians. I don't think the evangelist was very happy about these results. The poor results led him to establish a strong follow-up ministry. You see, the evangelist preaching alone does not fulfill the Great Commission. There's a need for shepherds to rise up to finish the work. A cell leader is a shepherd. A pastor is a shepherd. A bishop is a shepherd. It is the same ministry repeating and operating at different levels. You must decide to develop in, you must decide to develop into a shepherd so that you can help to fulfill the great commission. Jesus said, "Go and teach them because they the sheep need shepherds." After you have received for so many years, it is time for you to give. Teaching builds people. Teaching builds churches. Teaching fulfills the great commission. Clap your hands for the Lord. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and begin to pray, please. Shepherds, Jesus said the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Bring it to the Lord of the harvest, so that He will send forth more laborers. We need more laborers, more workers, more shepherds. 
with us at the Anakazo Assemblies Cathedral of Fakor Kaswa. Please note our service time. Sunday 9.30 a.m. Jesus Encounter Service. For prayer, counseling and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884. Or zero five four three two eight nine two eight nine. God bless you.